This is your host, Michelle, and you're listening to Old TV with a New Twist. Let's see what classic television show we're watching and talking about this week. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast, Old TV with a New Twist. I have to apologize for the second week in a row. I do not have the theme song of the show to lead us in, which is sad because I like that. But um, both for Bosom Buddies and for this show, the theme music was nowhere to be found. So uh, I always try my hardest, but couldn't find it. So I apologize for that up front. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a 1968 TV pilot for a show called The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Some people might consider it kind of obscure. Um, Excited to have my co-host back. Second time Mm -hmm. we're we're, uh, hosting together. My husband, Ted. How are you this morning, Ted? All right. I'm I'm doing well. Excellent. Glad to be here again. No, you're not. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) when you're married for 35 years, you have to do that thing. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> Thank you, babe, because I know, because y'all, he's really not happy. But, you know, time, <laughs> times as they are, you know, we're quarantined, you know, things are limited, you know. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's hard, but he's a, he's a trooper, and I appreciate it, babe. Thank you. I'm here. So we just you watched... I do <laughs> for so much more than this, but I could... Mm-hmm. We could it, there's not enough time to go into it. Um <laughs> So, uh, first of all, general, overall, not anything specific, but overall thoughts of this show. You go first. Take it away, Ted. Yeah, general thoughts. Um, I'm not really too happy with the show. I, I was a little disappointed in it. I've heard a few things about it. You've talked about it over the years. Um, but let's be, you've never seen it, <clears throat> correct? I've never seen this episode. Okay. Right. I've okay. never seen the show. Never seen okay. the show at all. Okay. Um, didn't really know what to expect other than... The title sort of gives you an idea of what it might be about, but um, a little disappointed, honestly, a little disappointed in the show. I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy or a horror. You know me, one of my favorite genres of movies is a horror movie, and this didn't even come close to that. So I'm guessing right. it was supposed to be a comedy, kind of, you know? Okay. wasn't really too sure, but just a little disappointed in it. Okay, well... Conversely, <laughs> and you because op- and because opposites attract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have never been more excited and anxious to talk about a show. Wow! I loved <laughs> it. It was completely. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it was completely charming. It left me all warm and fuzzy, and you know I'm thinking about all the shows we did in the past, and and constantly the Partridge family was coming to mind. That was my biggest disappointment of all the shows I watched Mm -hmm. going back and watching that uh, Mm -hmm. pilot episode was so cheesy and the humor was so horrible. And you're right. This, although I'm, I'm sure it was classified a sitcom. It wasn't driven by Mm -hmm. the comedy. It wasn't supposed to be driven by the comedy from what I saw. It was driven by heart and, and just something so much more. So if you were expecting a comedy, I can see where you were disappointed. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there were some little points of humor in it that we'll go to, but um, I. And knowing, knowing you like I do, I'm not surprised. You like those little homey sort of shows. And there's a little bit of a historical bit here, almost. 
you know, because he's from 100 years ago, right? About. Right. Um, yeah, so, I think yeah. the house has been vacant or that the, the yeah. telescope she mentioned was there for 100 years. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's that to it. So, okay. okay. So those yeah. are our overall thoughts. Um, nothing surprising. Yeah. Probably nothing surprising to our kids there that we totally right. disagree on. <laughs> right. They know they're, me. They know right, what kind of shows I like. Right now they're shaking their heads going, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so well, let's let's dive right into this. Um, All right. Uh, you know, Ted, they don't say, but I'm assuming it gives the feel that this is like in New England somewhere. I'm thinking Maine or on the coast of Maine or something. Uh, Massachusetts, you know, up Cape Cod. Yeah, it's Whoop. either either northeast or northwest. I mean, it could be Washington State somewhere on the coast. It's definitely on the coast, one of the coasts. Well, yeah, I got the New but England it, feel, but yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to deep into, I, I couldn't find anything when I researched, I couldn't find anything, but I'm assuming it's up in New England. And I don't think they mentioned it. They didn't mention the town that I caught. Or... No, they did not. They didn't um, any location. So go ahead, Ted, take us into it. Start the episode. What's happening? Well, it starts off where um, the the realtor, mm-hmm. Charles Nelson Riley, right? I forget his, his name in the show, actually. First thing I thought of when I saw him was... Um, one of my favorite game shows, Match Game. Yep. Yay, the John. only place, the yeah. only place I've ever seen that man, <laughs> other than today on this episode, was Match Game. I was thinking that was of that one too. of my favorite, yeah, favorite game shows from the early seventies, early to late seventies, I think. Um, so he, I didn't really understand why he went in the house first. I guess he's sort of going in just to kind of scout the area before the family gets there. He just wants to see what's going on in the house. I'm not really sure why he was there. No, you didn't know why he was there. He went there to tell the captain, okay, look, I've leased the place. He went there to tell him because he knew the captain was going to be mad, I guess. And he wanted to warn him. He goes into, he pulls up to this house that's old and you could tell it's been neglected and he goes in and it's all mysterious. And then you see the captain's portrait and all of a sudden it's like, you know what it reminded me? Cause as soon as he saw the, saw the portrait and he tells mm-hmm. the portrait of the captain, I've leased the house. And then it starts thundering and lightning and right. all this kind of, and you know what I thought Everything of? Everything starts happening. Do you remember that TV commercial with, it's not nice to fool mother nature. Right. <laughs> and that's she right. snaps her fingers. And that's what it reminded me of. Like just boom, okay. you know? So, so he says, he needs to to pay the taxes. They need some income on it, I guess. So he leased right. it. They need to lease it to pay the taxes, right? Right, right. Because if they seize the property, he owns it. the realtor, the, the nephew. Or well, because he, he says he's the great nephew, but then later on, the right. captain says he's not related to him. Right. I don't know what that is. Um, I wrote notes about that too. I was confused about that. Is he really related or not? Yeah, we don't know. But the captain is so mad about it that he literally just chases him out of the house. Right. So we get the idea. Yeah. It's setting up the fact that the captain does not want anybody else living in this house. There's nobody in the house. Right. Right. But he does tell us, um, or he tells the captain, it's Mrs. Muir. She's a widow from Philadelphia, and she comes with mm-hmm. a housekeeper and two children. Mm-hmm. So he set that up nicely. Right. He got all that out there. Yeah. He forgot the dog, Scruffy. He, he forgot poor little <laughs> Scruffy. He didn't mention the dog. <laughs> yes. How could he forget a yeah. little puppy? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so. But the house needs a lot of work. It does. So I don't know if we even find out why she chose this house for her family. The only I thing mean, I'm thinking it was cheap. Two women and two kids. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Um, and the house is called Gull Cottage, which I love that name. Mm -hmm. It's so Mm -hmm. sweet. (laughs) Gull (laughs) Cottage, a really beautiful location. And she calls it a dear, gentle, lovely little home because they pull up in front. Mrs. Muir, her housekeeper, Mm -hmm. Martha, and her two children, Jonathan and Candy, and the dog, Scruffy. They pull up in front. She is immediately captivated by the charm and the housekeeper mm-hmm. is crabby from the start right well she knows how much work is gonna it's gonna take to fix this place up she's the housekeeper yeah she's yeah. gonna do most of the work yeah i think mrs muir though i think she she likes it because of the location primarily i think she's a writer yeah solitude i guess and seclusion it is an idea it is idyllic oh i just love that yeah. <laughs> You would love it. I love everything about this. <laughs> Too funny. So then the nervous real estate guy pulls up and he just, no, no, no. The, the lease is off. He's, this man is a nervous wreck. I think he's worried what's going to happen if they move in, what the captain's going to yeah. do. He knows the captain doesn't want little, them there. I was thrown off by that. I mean, he's a realtor, right? He should be trying to talk them into moving into this house. He's doing everything in his power to talk them out of it. Right. Which I did, you know, which I, I get because I guess he's scared of his uncle. Yeah. And what the uncle might do. But, you know, it's it's a little backwards. But once again, the uncle is dead. So who owns the house? Does does Claymore right. Greg own the house? Who's also the real estate? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. That's that's a little un, unsure. It's unclear. So they, they walk through the house. And like you say, it, it's a mess and it's dirty. Obviously, lots of cobwebs are thrown around to show us that it's not been used for a while that's been abandoned for a while but when she finally Mm -hmm. goes into the study i'm assuming mrs muir sees the portrait and she is immediately you could see it on her face and she says what a magnificent man right and uh, taken by him she she is there's there's this immediate thing and we find out that that's his great uncle captain daniel gregg Mm-hmm. so take it from there what what yeah, goes on well you know i think um to me i know i may be jumping ahead a little bit but towards the end of the show even it's almost like they're falling in love these two. stop don't go there yet no 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 no, no. <laughs> forget you heard that listeners <laughs> you'll have to edit he that didn't out. say that he did not say that yet <laughs> you stepped on it theodore so, come on one thing that yeah, I'm a little new to this podcasting world. I guess I just jump into things. I'm just okay. Follow my notes that little all over the place. follow that little sheet I gave you. Yeah, well, my notes, you know, yeah. With with how we structure little, this, how we structure boy, this now. The, what's the boy's name again? The little boy's Jonathan. Jonathan. Okay, he seems to be the only one who can communicate with with the great uncle, with the captain, Captain right Gray. That, I think. Yeah, captain so far, mm-hmm. or at least the captain is talking to him right you know so it seems like he's okay with it and he's not scared that some ghost seems to be talking to him right you know yeah well he walks in and says the captain doesn't like us here and he wants the house ship shape right you know and and he tells him all this and here's the thing he has said several times that that the captain the cat he that he's communicating with the captain and the mom right does not seem phased at all that her son is talking to ghosts she, well, no, she it's says just he a, just makes things up. She doesn't seem phased at all. Well, yeah, she did say that. So that would lead us to believe he's done this before. He's just a real, yeah, creative child or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's creative, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think back to that scene. So, yeah, so they, 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 they go around the house. She's picking out the bedrooms, which they call the captain's bedroom his cabin, which was funny. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where they have the telescope that's been there for a hundred years. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so, no dust on it. So, no, no, well, which proves the that's been that used. Clean, he does, yeah. That's the assumption, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles Nelson Raleigh once again freaks out, or, or Claymore Greg, the real estate. He freaks yeah. out, falls down the stairs, mm-hmm. faints, whatever. They revive him by throwing yeah. water on him, and then he leaves. And I feel like mm-hmm. he's the re- he's the real comic relief in this. So he leaves. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. He leaves. He's done. And then we get the moving yep. in and cleaning up montage. Right. But Scruffy won't it, come in. You ever you hear yeah. how dogs can sense things? Dogs can sense. I have that. Yep. They're trying to get the dog to come in, and he won't go anywhere near the house. No. That ought to tell him something. Something's going on with the house. Yeah, because this is before. Um, up to this up to this point, the uh, Jonathan's the only one who's right. really been in con- contact with the great uncle. Right, right. So far, right. And the little girl, she doesn't have really a big role so far. Not no, not in this episode. She hasn't done much yet. Yeah. No. Um. So. Yeah, they tried to get the house painted. The painter comes in. He won't go inside Gull mm-hmm. Cottage, but um, she bribes him with the absorbent amount of $2.50 an hour. Is that what it was? $2.50 an hour. She, he, okay. Yeah, because it started at That's a That's what dollar, she got him up to. Yeah, it started mm-hmm. at $1.75, and he wouldn't come in the house. And then when it got yeah. to $2.50, he said, yeah, but he didn't last long. Yeah. The ghost chased him off. No. <laughs> yeah. Paintbrushes flying around. And- <laughs> Buckets flying around. <laughs> I mean, I'd be scared too, right? Well, yeah. You hired as a painter for a house, and you know these things sort of happen. But I he don't want change. Run out myself. He does not want change. Yeah. The captain. So she's going to put the kids to bed that night, and it's storming, mm-hmm. and the power goes out. To and he, she says the mom says it's just the storm, but Jonathan says the captain doesn't like electricity. Mm-hmm. He likes candles because that's the way it was when he lived there. That's the way it was, yeah. Right. A couple hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. That's all he knows. But the little girl, Candy, doesn't like when Jonathan talks about the ghost. Um, yeah, she's pretty scared. Yeah, she's pretty scared. But she's the mom good. is still unfazed. Mm-hmm. We think. However, she marches straight down into that study where the portrait is and says, I know you're here. You gonna you she's got something the camp. You got something to say, you come on out and say, which means she knew the little boy was kind of telling the truth, right? Well, I think she sort of, she's heard some things too. I think she did hear, it might've been earlier where the captains made some statement, just his voice. Yeah, she heard him laugh. Yeah. She heard that. She heard him laugh or something, right? I think that was right before the the realtor, I keep forgetting his name, fell down the stairs. Claymore Greg. That's why he ran out, I think. Claymore Greg. That's why he fell down the stairs, I think. Yeah. So she did hear that. So she does sort of have an idea that something may be going on. Yeah. But I think, yeah, when when the little boy, Jonathan, he keeps talking about the captain, she decides, you know what? If he's here, I'm going to confront the guy. Right. And she calls him a coward. And when she does that, oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you can call me anything you want, but don't call me a coward. <laughs> I'm not cowardly. I might be a scoundrel, but I'm not cowardly. Exactly. And the, But the first thing, his voice materializes, and he says, right. light the candle. Right, right. Because we know he doesn't like electricity. Mm-hmm. He's, he's turned the electricity mm-hmm. off in the house. So she lights the candle. And uh, look, 
This mm-hmm. scene to me was romantic. This is their first meeting. Their first and meeting. you can't you sense it between them in this point? I mean, there's just oh yeah. gosh, I love this. You're turning a the ghost in this view into romance. It just I don't know <laughs> it, why it, there was just something yeah. about it at this point, and and it'll go further. But uh, and then this is mm-hmm. where he calls Claymore Greg a spineless toad and says he's not even. I've tried to tell him he's not related to me, but okay. Mm -hmm. Every time he tries to tell me things. Right. Yeah. Because he's a scary little guy. Every time I. He reminds me of the Don Knotts guy. Yes, nervous. Yeah. Very nervous. Every time I try to tell him he faints. That was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so they have a conversation. He said he's been easy on her since she's been there, which he has. Right. Because I, you would think that ghost was just going to chase them right out the house, but he didn't. Why? What is the mm-hmm. reason he says? Do you remember? The reason that he... Has gone easy on her. Mm, he said she's said one or two intelligent know. things since she's oh, been she's there. intelligent, right. She's independent and strong-willed. She doesn't count. Right. I think he, he respects yeah. that to some extent, even though he's a scoundrel and womanizer. Yeah. And she's back in the day. Yeah. And know, she's not, she, he respects her. She's not proven to be a, a little, you know, right. Right now she's strong. So they proceed to have this, they have this conversation about, okay, they both can't live there. Right. So who's going to stay? You know, she politely asks That's him when they have that conversation. She asks him to do his haunting elsewhere <laughs> is how she put it. Right. Yeah. She, he needs to leave. <laughs> Right, you need to leave. And he says, "Leave." I've been living here for hundred years, or whatever. He's been there. Mm-hmm. So they decide that they both can't stay. Well, but right? she cries and says, "But we've spent all our savings to be here." Right. And he softens because he can't stand mm-hmm. to see a woman cry. <sighs> right. <laughs> but still, she decides to leave. Yeah. At that point. That was the conversation where she decides, you know, if we, uh, if you're not going to leave, then we're leaving. Well, he said, no, the way the exchange happens is is he says, well, I can tell you love the house Mm -hmm. and you have spunk so you can stay. And Mm -hmm. she says, well, okay, um, when are you leaving? (laughs) So, so, so it's the idea that, you know, and he says he's being reasonable and fair and she's being unreasonable Mm -hmm. and unfair, but she decides they're Mm going to leave. Then what? So they're on the road. They're on their way. They're heading out of town. They get maybe a mile and something takes over the driving of the car. She can't control the wheel, the steering wheel. So well, she knows who I mean, it is. Yeah. I think at the time, she knows who it is. Yeah. She's talking to the captain, but no one else knows. And Martha's, Martha says, who are you talking to? And she says, myself. But she knows who it is. For some reason, he's controlling the car getting them to come back. Yeah. He doesn't want them to leave. Okay, so they get back to the house after they've been turned around, and when they approach and they get out the car, the electricity comes on and the whole house lights up. Lights up all by itself. Well, the captain did that, and I see that as him compromising. Yeah, I would agree. I thought because he doesn't like lights, I think he's sort of a, he's a sensitive ghost. Yes. You know, he is kind of, which mm-hmm. surprised me a little. I think he wasn't sensitive, but it's her that's doing this to him. So when they get back, she confronts him with this whole thing. Why did you bring us back here? 
He won't admit that he wants her to stay. She won't admit that she wants to stay. And then finally, she says, I won't agree to stay until I'm completely free to go, which surprisingly makes complete sense to me and kind of puts a period at the end of their whole conversation. What do you think? Well, a big part of that was when she said, I won't agree to stay until I'm free to leave. Right. But then he says, if you really wanted to go, I wouldn't be able to stop you. Yeah. So he basically has no power right. over what she does. She, and he was the calling reason he her, had that power yeah. to bring her back is because she really wanted to stay. She really wanted to come back. Exactly. That's, that's sort of giving you the hint there that she really wanted to be there. That's they're in, they're in tune to each other, I think. Right. I think they're right. really, the story they're developing here for a sitcom is right. so much deeper than you usually get you know it is in that sense it is uh, that's I what i love it. about it I, uh, okay <laughs> yeah it, it, it is deeper than your typical little sitcom yeah and then there that. was even a little this little thing where he says um i'll go to something above our room when he called it our yeah room and she kind of looked at him and he said well room it was my room a hundred years ago you know yeah um, he'll keep watch from the bridge. He'll keep our... watch from the bridge, which is the little like crow's nest up on the right. roof of the house above. Um, right. So, so yeah. they agree to stay, and then it mm-hmm. ends where she's asleep in her bed, mm-hmm. and he just is like hovering in her doorway, looking at her and mm-hmm. saying, "I'm, I, I'm about to cry. I had tears in my I eyes know. watching this. Um, <laughs> if I'd known you a hundred years ago." He gives this beautiful speech. You know, I waited for you. You know, I've always wanted you. And how sad that you were not here in my time, nor I in yours. Correct. I. That was a pretty good line. It was. Yeah. Beautiful. Him looking at her and and Hope Lang, beautiful woman. I mean, laying there in the bed. I mean, very beautiful. And and then it ends where he's he and then he's up on top of the house. On, in that mm-hmm. standing guard, like now he's protecting her mm-hmm. and her family. And that leads us into the, the series. This is the pilot episode. Yeah. And I that, am all here for it. I, lo- I, I love had no show. idea. I even wrote on my notes. I said, wait a second. Are they in love? I mean, I got that hint earlier that mm-hmm. there was some little spark there mm-hmm. somewhere. The show, the writers give you a little hint of that. But when he said those lines though like it's how sad is it that you weren't born in my time nor i in yours that i mean the man's in love with her yeah I mean, who because says he, that to a woman he made he made Unless a statement like I, i've always looked for you well if he was right. looking a hundred years ago for right. a woman as strong and independent as women were then right which was 1968 which i think was the time when you know right. they were coming out with all the glorious Steinem and the you know the feminine the mystique it, yeah. and all this was coming out at the time Right. Women, women were becoming, and he wasn't going to find anybody like that back then, but right. he has found this woman and yeah, he's in mm-hmm. love with her. I, I don't know if she's in love with him yet, but she's quite taken with him. I she's think. taken by him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as soon as yeah. she saw his portrait, she was taken by him. He's, he's a, he's an attractive man. He's, yeah. he, you could tell he, you know, he's going to be, you know, when he talks about women, you know, right. you could tell he's got that old fashioned thing yeah you know yeah he's um, the chauvinist kind of but i find the whole the f- the place. yeah the final two scenes just mm-hmm. magical 
mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, so, Ted, do you have any favorite characters or? Yeah, I think I think my favorite character, as we we kind of hit on earlier, is is probably um, the realtor. Mm-hmm. Again, I forgot his name. Claymore um, Greg. <laughs> just, call, just call him Charles Nelson Riley. Call Charles him by Nelson the actor's Riley. name. That's my guy. Yeah, that's my yeah. guy. I think because of the comedy factor, he was my favorite character in this episode. I don't know. Again, I I've never seen this show. Ever, not one. Let me let me tell you your problem. So I Ted. don't know if he's going to play a role <laughs> in the series. Ted, I'm going to tell you your problem right now. Go ahead. All right, you went into this. I think, from what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. too fixated on comedy, comedy, comedy. That's correct. Correct. And and that's the beauty of this show. It's, well, there's it doesn't yep. have to rely <clears throat> on comedy. It can give us human emotion and be driven by character and not just stupid slapstick comedy, like goofy okay. stuff like we got with the Partridge family. It doesn't Very need good. it. It's more than I, that. It's better than that, Ted. And so are you. Come on. Let me expound on that. Okay. Two things. First, <laughs> Come on, two babe. things. All right. I, I had never seen the show, right? So the right. first, my first thoughts of the show was comedy and scary. And when I say scary, I don't mean like today's horror. Right, exactly. Scary, scary for 1968. I mean, yes, it come. 1968 kind of scary. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, the Don Knotts. Right. And, and some of his little scary moves that he made. Not really scary, but that those were my two thoughts. Comedy and a little bit of ghost action going on. Right. So it wasn't that funny, in my opinion. I mean, it had some funny moments, but it wasn't really that funny. On the funny meter, I think I have three to four. It was, okay. It, it really didn't hit the mark. Okay. Well, comedy. I, I didn't catch myself laughing at any scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the second part was. Well, you want to hit on the comedy thing first? Okay. Go ahead. No. Well, since you did the humor meter, I'm going to tell you what I had right. for my new. Okay. Humor meter. I had mm-hmm. a big N A non applicable, because All it right. was not about the comedy. It didn't need right. it. It wasn't about it. There were some little chuckling moments. I found, found some chuckling moments, but they didn't need it. Right. My second <laughs> thought was, okay, there's ghost in the title. There's got to be some ghost action going on, some mm-hmm. haunting going mm-hmm. on. And in, in this episode, they absolutely had that. But I think the premise of the haunting was to keep them out of the house. Now that they're in it, and these two people seem to have an affinity for one another. Right. Why is he going to haunt them? Why would he haunt? Who's he going to haunt? Okay. He knows he's there. What's the, he going to do? Haunt the kids? The title is not the haunting of Mrs. Muir. It's the ghost that. in Mrs. Muir. Now she is going to coexist with a ghost. Ah. Okay. That makes sense. If the ghost and Mrs. Muir are going to have a relationship. Yeah. That's the name of the show. The ghost and Mrs. Muir. Not, All right. I get it. See? <laughs> All right. Okay. I explained that one away for you. <laughs> I had no idea what, I mean, I was confused. I, right, I went right. into this with a totally different idea of what the show was about. Right. Yeah, I can, I can see where you would. Not, not knowing anything yeah. about it. See, I knew what was coming. I kind of knew what to expect. I did. I, yeah. Once again, this came on in 1968 and I was yeah. only seven years old. So I, I yeah. have vague memories of it. And through the years, maybe I've seen it in syndication a couple of times and watched it for the retro value, but I probably haven't seen it in 20 years. I was not expecting to be this charmed and mesmerized by it. I really wasn't. I I just, maybe it's because I've been in the house for three weeks and I'm just desperate for anything. I don't know, but. uh, I'm curious to watch a few more episodes just to kind of see where it goes. 
Yeah. Um, well, um, my favorite character, obviously the, the ghost, um, the captain, and, but Mrs. Muir, I just loved. However, mm-hmm. when we discuss our favorite character, I don't see these people as maybe the housekeeper because she's just cra- the crabby older housekeeper, right. you know, but the, the main characters I don't see as like on most shows, I see characters that are created mm-hmm. to deliver these scripted lines. I, mm-hmm. these people seemed right. real. They did. I will give you that. The writing was just fantastic. It didn't seem like scripted lines to me. It was just so, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was great. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost seems like you could make a um, a show today, almost a reality show. Not certainly not reality because ghosts, you know, right, don't exist. I guess, but right, right, <laughs> I haven't seen one. Right, I mean, yeah. but the premise, yeah, the characters did seem real. Yeah, did just seem real. Reading a, a script, reading a line. Did you have any? Uh, I'm not going to say laugh out loud moments because we've already established no. there wasn't that. But memorable moments, favorite episodes, favorite moments of the episode. Mm. That's a tough one. I would agree. I think because the characters seem they're developing these characters to be more real than just surface right. characters on a page, you know, reading a line. I think she does. Mrs. Muir sort of feels something for the house, for the captain that goes deeper than just the show. Didn't, um, didn't she at one point say when they were talking about her moving in, didn't she say something about I saw it and I felt like I belonged here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think this was, this was all just... It's, it's real brief, though. Serendipity. The comments they make. Yeah. You may need to watch it twice to get all those comments they make, but yeah, it's like it was meant to be. Yeah. That's where she belonged. Obviously, my favorite moments were the end. Just that yeah. that ending. That ending blew me. I I just think you don't see stuff like that on TV. I, I don't know. It was just so yeah. powerful to me. His feelings and the way he was looking at her, and then and then he just goes up there to guard them and and to be. Oh, I just loved it. Okay. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> a little confused because I had a different type of show in mind. Yeah. And that scene at the end that was your favorite scene that sets the show up right basically setting the show up for them to have whatever kind of relationship it is right you know what i mean but that really sets it up yeah because i think she already feels it and this he's he's verbalizing it so he feels it right yeah so it should be interesting to see where it goes um so one thing i always ask my co-host is when you um Mm -hmm. When you look at this show and see what it is, do you think there it's a good idea for a show? Do you see a potential for a long life for this show? Yes, I do. I'm not. I don't know at this point how long it ran. I'm going to tell you in a minute. But I do see um, the way I thought the show would be, and I think I mentioned that earlier. There's nowhere for it to go. If the premise is for him to haunt these people to keep them from living there, mm-hmm. there's nowhere for it to go because they've already decided that they're going to live there. But now, given the fact that that's not the premise, the premise is that they may have some kind of relationship, the ghost and Mrs. Muir, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you can go anywhere with that. Right. There's there's endless possibilities. So, yeah, I'm not sure how long it lasted, but several seasons, I'm sure. Well, I put that it is a good idea for a show. Potential for a long Mm -hmm. life. I said yes, but limited. Mm -hmm. It can't, you know, I I can't see it going on for 10 years or anything like that because it's just... As great as it is, and sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes the greatest show only has a short lifespan because right. you don't want to you don't want to overstay your welcome. 
You want to mm-hmm. tell this great little story and then end it. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the um, reasons why this show was canceled or went off the air, but um, mm-hmm. it lasted for two seasons. Okay. It ran from 1968 to 1970. But what I find fascinating is that it was canceled after the first season by the network. I, I don't remember wow. if it was ABC or NBC. Whoever had it first canceled mm-hmm. it, but then it was picked up by another network and they ran it for a season. So whoever had it canceled more, it. More seasons than that. that was only two seasons. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. But yeah, so that's it. Um, Good, wholesome little show. That's what I had. Uh, differences from yeah. TV shows today. You can see that immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, wholesome, charming, nothing inappropriate, all good. Just beautiful story. Um, yeah, it might have been a bad choice for me to podcast about. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not about the homely shows. But, that, about... but that's what it, <laughs> as I explained to you earlier, right. is that mm-hmm. the, the thing about this is, a different perspective, old TV with a new twist, somebody who's never seen it, who, who maybe may never want to watch mm-hmm. something like this. Let's make them watch it mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what they have to say. <laughs> Force them to watch yeah. it. <laughs> but no, overall no. it was, it was enjoyable. It was, it, it was so it babe, was. it was 22 minutes of your life. You're never going to get back, but Hey, <laughs> that was a quick 22 minutes though. It was not, it was not horrible. Okay. It was enjoyable. Okay. It just just wasn't what I expected. Okay. But that's okay. Right. That's perfectly okay. Okay. Let me do my last little segment, Mom's Useless Mm -hmm. Trivia. Uh, First Mm -hmm. thing is, this show was based on a 1947 movie of the same name. And from, I've never seen Mm -hmm. the movie. I do have the DVD in my classic movie Mm -hmm. collection. Have never watched it. I don't know why. But they say it pretty much follows the same story. Um, which is good. Don't get any ideas. I'm busy. The, uh, no, <laughs> I wouldn't make you do that at all. Um, and the house that we see in, in this is, is located in Santa Barbara, California. However, it is located f- quite far from the coast. All those hmm. seashore location scenes is just clever editing. The house is hmm. way far inland, which I find fascinating. I don't have the, I was, trying to find the address of it so I could find it on um, Google Maps, but I couldn't mm-hmm. find the address. And lastly, if you find yourself obsessed with this story like I do and want to see where it goes, mm-hmm. the full episode of both seasons are all available on YouTube. You can just look up The Ghost and mm-hmm. Mrs. Muir Season 1 and every episode is on there. The Ghost and Mrs. Muir Season 2, every episode is on there. So I will be mm-hmm. binge-watching when you're not home, <laughs> babe. So... I, I'm not going to be binge watching. I will be binge much. watching that. <laughs> so I enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah, very and cool. And I appreciate you doing this with me. Anytime. Oh, please. thank you so much. I'm always here. Okay. Well, you. I'm the last resort. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in the rotation. It was your turn again. I know. That's true. It was your turn again. Very good. Um, so thank you all for listening. I hope yeah. you enjoyed this. I hope you watched the show on YouTube. I put the link on the on our Facebook page. Um, give me some comments. Let me know whose side are you on here? <laughs> did you like it as much <laughs> as I did? Or is that other guy? <laughs> right. But we'll get with you all again next week. Everyone stay safe, stay home, wash your hands, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is Michelle. And thank you for joining us for this week's episode. 
If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast and join our Facebook group, Old TV with a New Twist Podcast Group. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Old TV with a New Twist.